Hello and welcome back to It's Not Just Black and White, where the topics that we discuss are most likely going to be controversial. So if you're easily offended, or even very difficultly offended, this may not be the place for you. Although I will say, if you're offended by this week's episode, then you gotta be very, very sensitive. <laughs> anyway, as always, my name is Ali Laik, and I'm sitting here with Jordan Brown Yo. and Corey Bearclaw. So this week we decided to do something a little bit more unique and a little bit more personal. Um, but to preface that, we wanted to share with you guys a little bit about what our process is whenever we sit down like this. We're discussing either serious topics or just chatting. We usually have our favorite drink with us. We're in a nice, calm, quiet environment where we can actually focus on the words that we're saying. So we highly recommend that if you're tuning in today, firstly, thank you for tuning in, but you grab your favorite drink. It doesn't need to be an alcoholic beverage. You find a nice, calm place to sit and listen and conversate with us. So this week, we chose three songs, three songs that we found at any point in our life and those three songs mean something to us or have pulled a certain set of emotions from us and we wanted to share those songs, share the messages behind them and see where our conversation goes on how we can expand on what those songs actually mean. So let's get right into it. Today's episode is about music, right? So let's, let's just uh, kind of find out what role music played in our lives first, right? So my first question to both of you is um, how has music in general influenced you at any point in life? JB? I would say music has influenced me in so many different ways. And I could arguably say that, that music has you know, saved my life, uh, both spiritually, emotionally. Um, throughout my whole life, mm -hmm. I've been able to like, relate to music in regards to love, hustle, sports, and spirituality. Right. Um, you know, the same as, in my opinion, just like how you can say, you, know, you are who you hang out with, I could say you are what you listen to. Great. Corey? Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat of the same way. I would say music has generally influenced me in the way that it gives me power to, to keep going. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, especially in times of really rough patches or when I'm working out. You know, when you're working out and you get some upbeat music, yeah, that's yeah. generally what keeps me going and makes me want to work out even harder. Uh, I don't ever listen to slow and sad music. I I feel like it dampens the mood right. in order of the day and it reduces my rate of production. So why would I want to listen to that stuff? But I understand people listen to sad music mm -hmm. once in a while when, yeah, yeah. you know, they want to be in touch with their emotions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ollie, what about you? Um... Yeah, I mean, my story is a little, kind of similar to both of you guys, right? And maybe you guys agree with me here. Like, music has been with me it, basically in every phase of my life, maybe even in the womb, you know? Um, and I think it, so it literally plays a daily role in my everyday routine, right? Everything that I do is attached to music. Even, in fact, when, we, when I was working on this podcast, you know, making my notes and whatnot, I was listening to music, right? That's... That's really what it comes down to. But you know what? The difference is, you know, people, they grow up in different places and music when you're young can have a really big influence on you. So let me ask you guys, um, you know, what were you when you were growing up? Was it one genre that you were listening to or what did your parents introduce you to, Corey? 
Uh, yeah, the first genre of music I remember being introduced to was actually Christian country. Wow. I don't know if you ever heard yes. Jeremy Camp, but it's essentially country music, but it's just all about God yeah. and praying and stuff like that. Nice, it's yeah. kind of like church music, yeah. um, but there's actually a movie coming out about him right now. Wow. Um, I don't know the name of it, but it, I saw it in theaters, you know, actually a year ago I saw the preview in theaters. Not, it's been a while, but yeah. yeah, that was definitely the first genre I was introduced to. Nice, mm. JB. So do you still like listen to that or? No, never. I actually went back and listened to a couple of the songs and I was uh-huh. like, man, I can't believe I used to listen to this <laughs> and only this. Great. Uh, Great. What about you? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's pretty hard to say what I was first introduced to because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like my mother and father, uh, they listen to some pretty uh, different styles of music. Yeah. Uh, my mom, she listened to uh, like 80s, 90s rock alternative, you know, nice. like Matchbox 20, oh, Prince, yeah. oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? And then yeah. my dad, he was, you know, into jazz, old school R&B, nice. gospel. And I do listen to all of those today. And uh, I've definitely expanded on those horizons as well. I mean, I got myself into rap and yeah. all these other little things, yeah. right? You know, like growing up. but. Right. Right. Yeah. So what was it uh, that your mom and dad listened to that were so different? So, so my mom was never into jazz, right? Yeah. And my dad was very much into jazz, <laughs> like smooth yeah. jazz, you know, yeah, and then uh, also like the old school stuff, right? So, um, you know, say like Marvin Gaye, Earth, Wind and Fire, that type of stuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah. And my mom, you know, like I said, is into like Matchbox 20, you know, Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> you know, like that whole type of thing, right? So, yeah. and, and, you know, like both of those like styles, I definitely like still listen to them. They still like mean a lot to me. So, uh-huh. yeah. What about you, Ollie? Um, so I grew up, so my dad, you know, he he's came to the U.S. to study. So when I was growing up in Pakistan, obviously there's a whole slew of like Indian songs, Pakistani songs, like the classics and whatnot. But in terms of like what Western music was, I, I grew up on Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Eminem, <laughs> Kenny G. There's your dad's Kenny G. Oh, yeah, G. Kenny G. Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire. Okay, like, the, okay. like, really, the class, like, yeah. it really influenced me. But if you see, even right there, there was a range, right? So mm-hmm. that I want to lead into my next question, which is, you know, where did you stick to that one genre? Or, like, how did you expand? And, like, what did that look like? What does your musical journey look like of you, like, expanding your library? Yeah, you know, um, as I you know said, you know, just a minute ago, um, I definitely still listen to all of that stuff. But you know, I've expanded into hip hop, EDM, um, and also now, uh, most recently, I'm into a lot of like NPR. You know, the, like public radio stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Corey? Uh, I definitely did not stick with the genre of Jeremy <laughs> Camp and Christian <laughs> country. Uh, you know. I would say I stopped listening to them around 11 or 12 years old when I started being able to think about different music and yeah. expand my horizons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I started listening to punk rock and rap until I was about 14 years old. And then I adjusted to country and hard rock uh, throughout all throughout high school. And then about after high school, I was extremely into EDM and piano slash instrumental music. I really liked just hearing instrumental type music. I don't really like lyrics because I feel like I get, I feel more connected to the sound mm. than I do to the actual lyrics. Yeah, but I do see. feel that the the lyrics add on to the feeling that yeah. the sound gives you. I agree. Um, uh, I agree. Do you listen to uh, uh, you know, smooth jazz? You know, if you're into I don't. instrumental. I don't. I listen to a lot of piano 
and violin yeah. and stuff like that, and okay. Mozart and stuff yeah. like so that. So like classical? Yeah, yeah. all classical yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, same thing. So like, I guess my, as I was saying, my early years, because I listened to so many different genres that made me more adaptable to other music. Uh-huh. But like when I moved to Saudi and then from there when I moved to the States, it was like a, for me, it was like a whole new world of music. I wasn't necessarily uh, diving into rap music so much, but there was a time in my life where it was so much a part of my life. Like I, in fact, the songs that I chose today are just so happen to be all rap music. But, you know, today I, I listen to all sorts of music. I listen to country, gospel, whatever it may be. I listen to a lot of violin. Um, yeah. There's a guy, Abel Korzenovsky, I don't even know how to say his name, but he's like a orchestra conductor. He usually plays the piano as well. So did you, uh, when you're in Pakistan, would you listen to American music all yeah, the time? Or yeah. would you listen to mainly Pakistani music? So it's actually not, like it was a smaller percentage, like Pakistani or Indian music, like because it was kind of the same at the time. Uh-huh. You would hear the weddings and there was like always a classic song that would come. You would hear them. Yeah. But you know, inside my house, again, always a little bit more modern. My dad studied in the States and he brought back all this music. He was not, he was in concerts, you know, he loved Guns N' Roses, all that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, even in Pakistan, it was always that. I grew up basically on the same music that anybody else did. Almost. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, this week what we did was we... Each chose three different songs, right? Mm-hmm. Songs that mean something to us that throughout our life provided us either with some sort of meaning or invoked some sort of serious emotion. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to go uh, do today is we'll go in three rounds and we're, we're going to introduce these songs to you. We'll play a part, pieces of them for you as well. But uh, what we're trying to look for is what the actual meaning was for us and then try to expand on whether it can mean something in the bigger picture type of scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Corey, why don't you start us off, man? What was your first song? The first song I chose was uh, Where's the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a listen and then we'll talk about it after. People living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma. Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism. But we still got terrorists here living in the USA, the big CIA. The bloods and the crips and the KKK. But if you only have love for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate. And to discriminate only generates hate. And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Yeah. Madness is what you demonstrate, and that's exactly how anger works and operates. Man, you gotta have love just to set it straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, people y'all. People killing, people dying, children hurt, and you hear them crying. When you practice what you preach and what you turn the other cheek, Father, 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 help us and some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. So that was a little bit of the song and you know the power of this song is just unbelievable. Yeah. Various parts of this song are correlated not only to the issues of today yeah. but also to the solutions. You know even for example the, the third line of the song well where it says I think the whole world's addicted to the drama states exactly like what people are like today. You have people who have this strong desire to either hear or be a part of the drama going on. Yeah. And they feed on the need to judge people and look up, look down upon them for the actions. And it ties back actually to the cancel culture discussion that we had a week back or yep, a couple yep. weeks back. 
And, you know, people are attempting to find any one reason to spur up controversy today. Yeah. And it's absolutely toxic. And that's a great point. It's a great yeah. point. Yeah. I would say another one, uh, but we still got terrorists here living in the USA, the big CIA, the Bloods and the Crips and the KKK. You know, they talk about the big government and how they spy upon us, attempting to control the masses, instituting the agenda that they see fit. You know, alongside that, they even go as far as to compare it to the gangs we have and how destructive they are. Yeah, yeah. Creating unnecessary violence in today's world is yeah. so powerful. Yeah. You know, it, I, yeah. I just, I just, every time I've heard it, it just always gets to me like nothing else. Yeah, you know, it's also one of these songs that completely transcends cultures, borders. It doesn't even matter, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody around the world, like the message is the same, right? The line is... Uh, What's wrong with the world, mama? Yep. People living like they ain't got no yep, mama. The Every, intro to the song. Yeah. Everybody gets that because everybody got taught, you know, positive lessons from their mother. Yeah. yeah. Amazing song. Yeah. yeah. Great choice. I would even say another, like, one last powerful quote from it that I loved from the song was, but if you only have love for your own race, then you only have, uh, then you only leave space to discriminate. Yeah. And to discriminate only generates hate. Yeah. And when you hate, then you're bound to get eye right. Yeah. Like, Think about that comparing to today's world wow. and, you know, the last administration that came in so where good. they kind of ran on hate and the power to, uh, you know, separate parties. Yeah. And yeah. it just, yeah. it ties just so like much into whole, like, today. divisive thing. Yeah. 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 It's really a great song. And it honestly, like, takes you back, you uh -huh. know, because, well, you know, a little bit of a, what's the word, like, nostalgia. Yeah. There. Yeah. You know, it's a timeless song. song yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's also a common theme in a lot of the songs that we chose. Yeah. Um. But Jordan Brown, what was your first song? Uh, so my first song um, is called Switch by Black. And, uh, you know, let's give it a quick listen and uh, we'll talk about it after. I'm thinking about the Yamaha. I'm thinking about the Yamaha. Get away from all the camera. I'm over it, don't want to finish out. So that was the song there, and you know, like, to me, I think it's such a great song, such a deep song. What a vibe, though! Right, yeah. total vibe. vibe. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know what I, I really like about it is because everybody always says, "Oh, if I was him, if I was her," you know, the whole like shoulda, coulda, like, woulda thing, and you never know what battles anybody else is fighting and what they're going through. Even if you know, especially mm -hmm. you know, you know, today's society with Instagram and all these things, everybody thinks their life is so great. Right, but if you switch, right, you have no idea what they're going through, yeah. and everybody seems like they know what you're supposed to do. So let's switch for a day. 
you could be me and I could be you. You can handle the pile wow. of shit that's about to come through. Yeah, well. You know, and I think uh, it's just understanding. You know, everybody has a different life. Everybody has their own, like, problems. You know, you could say, oh, if I was Jeff Bezos, well, I'm sure... If I was Jeff Bezos, I might not be able to handle everything that that guy yeah. can handle yeah. for a day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or like whatever the case. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, what do you and guys think? You know, the thing is, like, kind of on your point about, mm-hmm. oh, if I was Jeff Bezos, you know, I'd have no, have no problems. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of a saying, like, you, you want to be, like, if you want to be Elon Musk, you want to have the popularity of Elon Musk, but you don't want to go through the grind and the... And the yeah. tortures that he's yeah. gone through, exactly. like four yeah. hours of sleep, sleeping in the office, the tears, the, tears, yeah. the agony of yeah. what he's gone through to get to what mm-hmm. he's gone through. You mm-hmm. want to, you want to skip all those steps, but yeah. but if you walk through his shoes, you probably wouldn't even be alive be right now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like you know, if if you were them, would you even make it to where they are today? Yeah, I think the exactly. song. I think the song is a great lesson in empathy, right? Putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Now, again. It's overall the message is like, yeah, it would be a much better world if you can make yourself think even an ignorant person, you can try to place themselves, place yourself in their shoes and then try to understand where that comes from. And then when mm-hmm. you come back or you switch uh-huh. back, yeah. then yeah. you can address those things. Yeah. 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 And see what song. story it yeah. is that you have to tell if yeah. there's one at all. So uh, what about you, Ali? Like, what was your first? Um, the first song that I chose is by Damien Marley. He's... I don't know if he's the eldest, but he's the son of Bob Marley. He's also the only son whose music I really like. <laughs> all of the, He has like 16 children. They're all musicians in one way or another. I haven't heard all their music, but I, I really like Damien Marley. He's played a huge role like in, in terms of influencing me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here's the, here's the song. Uh, definitely listen to it. I think it's a phenomenal song. And then uh, uh, I have my piece to say about that. All right. I pray thee, I pray thee, once again. How wonderful surrounded by ones of such talent. You know? Speak life. Live a humble and meek life. Ordinary day of the week life. Try to search and seek life Way up Keep your head up and stay up Even when you're sore and pain up Never giving up till it's game up Keep your aim up And focus Concentrate on what's focus Never sell out for a bonus Handle your biz like grown-ups Own up It's amazing The way your fire keeps blazing Yeah, so that's the song. I know we didn't play all of it, but go back. I'll leave the links in there and listen to it. It's it's a really beautiful song. But I found this song when it was first released in 2017. Um, you know, I was 
through like one of the people that I grew up on like listening to I always felt connected to Bob Marley you know like not necessarily his music I felt connected to him I don't know why mm-hmm. and then Damien when I heard his music at the age that I was and the rebellious undertone of his music I was immediately connected to right uh-huh. um so it it was released in 2017 this is a year where my mind was in a constant state of growth like i was vibrating on a different frequency i wanted to learn something new every day uh-huh. and then take action on that knowledge right yeah. so when i heard the song it really sparked something in my mind but so in the song in speak life damian marley basically describes what it means to live right uh-huh. he provides criticisms on the corruption bias and hypocrisy of our society he and he places commentary on negative cycles in human civilizations that that they yeah. go through repeatedly he touches further on success time and the innocence of life yeah all while mentioning how life is supposed to be lived right in his perspective now i should say that his perspective is Rastafarian or Rastafari. Are you guys familiar with that? Do you guys know something deep? Because I got a lot to say. I mean, say. I've like heard a little bit about it. I don't know too much about it, but yeah. you, know, yeah. I, you know, who doesn't know the you know, Farai? You know, yeah, of thing. course. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, it's a little bit deeper because when you see the, they're like the Rastafari priests. When you see them, you immediately judge them like on surface level. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, you know, there's, there's a few things to that. So... In the 1930s, 1970s, and the 1990s, what they believe it's from like a specific book, but that that book has had three separate um, revisions, editions, mm-hmm. however you want to say, that basically in efforts to make the belief system more modern instead of the traditional, it may be archaic way that it was. Yeah. And that was rewritten by an individual, uh, N. Jagesar. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but... Um, it's important to point out the main character in their belief system, which is Haile Selassie. Okay, he was the emperor of Ethiopia from 1930 to 1974. Um, in two Rastafarians, they perceive him as a living god, and, uh-huh. I, and I say that for yeah. a reason, right? Obviously, Ethiopia is a very strong nation. It, they were never colonized by anybody. They fought everybody yeah. off. Um, back in the day, they, they used to be chilling with lions, you know what I mean? They used uh-huh. to be, like, it's even said that they rode lions into battle, right? Uh-huh. Or then they battled with lions. But now, you know, poachers, it's, it's over. Um, but, so, they believe that God makes himself known through humanity. And also, and this is a quote from the latest version of the contemporary Rastafarianism by N. Jagasar, that there must be one man in whom he exists most eminently and completely. And that is the supreme man, Rastafari Selassie I. Wow. I, or like one. Yeah. yeah. Numeral one, yeah. But that's um, the rewritten version, that's what it says. Another important part is, so Rastafarians, they believe they are, when we see this in all religions, they believe they are the chosen people Of of God. And are on earth to promote his power and peacefulness. Um, uh-huh. Sure, but the power part, that leaves it a lot vague. How do you, <laughs> how do you show his power? Anyway, regardless. But, power through peace, maybe? Well, well that's, that's a different debate, I would say, all in all. Uh-huh. But it's, it's important. Their, their, let's say, belief in salvation or how their salvation works. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, their salvation is an earthly concept to be acquired in this realm on this earth in this life with this soul 
not a heavenly um, salvation that you either go to heaven or hell. It's like they achieve it on here. Oh. I didn't look up if there if it's reincarnation involved, but like you get you have to be saved in this life. And what's why I say that in terms of salvation, that's where Damien Marley is coming from because he adopted Bob Marley's Rastafarianism yeah. as well. Yeah. Prominent in the communities, of course, Jamaica is that's his spot. Yeah. Um, so that's where he's coming from. He's coming from more of a spiritual aspect of life because they do indeed live in a quite peaceful way. And for instance, you know, Western people would see them and say, you know, dirty hippie, but that's really quite a it's like a sharp thing to say. I yeah. don't know yeah. if that's well, the right It's yeah. just like judging, right? It's yeah. like judgmental. Right? Yeah, but again, you know, even, even with that religion, there's a lot of peace. And they're like, that's yeah. literally yeah. what they're about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he starts and he makes a claim. The, the line goes, speak life, live a humble and meek life, ordinary day of the week life. Try to search and seek life, right? Yeah. Look mm -hmm. internally. S try to find answers in life so that you may be saved in this lifetime. And that line is also in in indicative of when he's providing, uh, you know, a way for us to live. You yeah. Know, which is also like this. Um, now the other line that I wanted to share is on societal corruption. You know, we talk. We always talk about the game is rigged, but he makes a reference to this as well. Um, how you know sometimes there's a hypocrisy amongst where we, you know, in our societies, let's say. So I wanted to ask you both, I'm going to read this and you tell me kind of what's the first thing that comes to your mind, what do you think about that, yeah. and let's kind of break it down. So, and it goes, and focus, don't concentrate on what's bogus, never sell out for a bonus, handle your biz like grown-ups, own up, right? So he's saying, yeah. People are going to make mistakes, right? But yeah. you're, you're usually hiding behind some kind of excuse. Hiding yeah. behind something. Yeah. So like own up to your mistakes, right? And it says don't concentrate on what's bogus because he makes a media reference again later and there's another song also. Yeah. But that's always like, right, we're bombarded with things. We don't know the full story, but mm -hmm. we know that this is happening yeah. or this is what we're seeing and we yeah. accept that. Yeah. Whether it's bu bullshit or not, right? Uh-huh. So, and then he also says never sell out for a bonus. He's talking about how this world is very corporate. So... Rastafarians, they also believe that evil is corporate. That's like the mandate. Yeah, really? so like yes. money or whatever. Yeah, like so. corporations are the devil, uh -huh. more or less. I, I mean, I, I may see. be wrong, but that's what yeah. I was hearing. Yeah, I mean, I get it because it's not even really like a person, right? It's like an entity that. Yeah, but yeah, legally, it's, it's a person. All about, yeah, but it's all about it's it's an entity that's just about you know money. Yeah, right. And, yes, you know, it, it cares not about evil. life. Yeah, they respect nature. They don't really care about yeah. money. Those yeah. are not the systems that they yeah. grew up with. And I think so. it ties back to you know, kind of the uh, where's the love song? People are addicted to the drama, and people mm -hmm. are also addicted to not wanting to admit that they're wrong. When they don't want to admit yeah. that they're wrong, they try and find any excuse to yep. hide that they have faults. Yep. And I think that that quote is powerful because it's saying, "Don't concentrate on the bogus. Just handle your business, move on, and grow up." Yeah. Yeah, own up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought it was really powerful because you know, the key word is focus. And I believe uh, we let all these other things that aren't very important yeah. get in get in the way yeah. of what uh -huh. we're really trying to accomplish Great in point. life or whatever, right? And it's just distractions and yeah. nonsense, noise, Great right? point. Great point. Yeah, and as an adult, you have to be able to, to filter out 
all the distractions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like focus on what's important. Yeah. So that way you can accomplish your mission. Otherwise you get lost. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. You get lost, yeah. turned around any which way. Lose yeah. the sense of who you are, you know, yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Then he moves on to um, reference the negative cycles historically that we've seen, right? Yeah. Or repeating mistakes. And the line goes, it's a mystery how we keep repeating our history, making the same mistakes as our ancestry. Seems like all of life's lessons missed we. It's risky. So, again, it's it's literally saying it's... I, he's saying, I can't figure it out. Yeah. How we keep warring or whatever the yeah. cycle is. We, dist- we bombard and destroy a city. And I'm obviously, I'm pulling this from yeah. there. We bombard a city, destroy it, rebuild it the exact same way so we can then repeat the same mistakes, <laughs> you know? So, you know, after the war, after, like, after Russia, after World War II, Russia's, like, fucking shit up in, yeah. uh, in Germany, they built, the, so at least Berlin, they built the city exactly the same, uh-huh. okay? Not to say those mistakes will repeat themselves, but, you know, these superior, even people who are peaceful, Rastafari, they believe that the chosen people, meaning they're yeah. above mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the one lesson again. we did l- learn from was the nuclear bomb. We're like, okay, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't Should do this again. Should not do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know, that, that was a little too much. Yeah. And I yeah, think that's that kind of where we took one step forward. But that doesn't yeah. stop us from, like, having a nuclear Wild West showdown or standoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing, though. That's I think that's where we learned from. Because yeah. we said, okay, if we start bombing everybody, everyone's yeah. going to die. And there's not yeah. even going to be a yeah. point to living anymore. Yeah. So I guess that's the one time where we learned, yeah. right? Yeah. But we, we still but in general, we're not too weapons. Good at yeah, yeah, yeah. we still have genocide going on in different yeah. countries yeah. china you know yeah. all right now it's going things. on yeah. same it's exactly that history repeats itself no matter how peaceful you're trying to be there's a course that the world is in right yeah. and yeah. you're not gonna you're not necessarily gonna change yeah. that it's, yep yep yeah. there was a guy you know who did change it who did really well also but you see we went back that guy i'm referring to is jesus okay <laughs> he tried to change the game he tried really hard he really did change the game and mm-hmm. now we're kind of doing the same thing yeah. uh-huh. except now we do it in his name yeah you know what I well mean? you know it's so like he changed the game and guess what they tried to like kill him they right? did yeah. and then everybody they who didn't comes try along, they did they, they did. got him they, they got you know, him yeah. you know he you know he ended up you know coming back right? yes but anyways so anytime there's there's someone who comes out to change the status quo. Yeah. They always get knocked off. Yeah. At some point in time. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, people want times. change, but they don't want to change themselves. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to say is, so he touches on, uh, you know, wasted time. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this also. It's so he said, uh, let's face it. Way too much time has been wasted. Building military bases, fighting a war with no bases, right? 2017, he could be referencing Afghanistan war, really anything. But I think the deeper meaning that he's trying to say is, uh, and he he mentions it, the next line, which is life is sacred and and every every baby is born naked. He's basically yeah. saying we're all basically born the same and we're, we grew up and we're taught to hate each other, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why there's wars. And like, even though we realize war is quote unquote bad or whatever, but we yeah. still keep building these military bases, wasting time, destroying people and the earth yeah. until it's quite literally too late for any positive change to come about. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, he's kind of touching upon how we're fighting people who we don't need to be fighting. We don't need to be spending time yeah. killing these people You're and exactly destroying right. their yeah, way of life. Yep. 
Like the, the well where it says uh, building bases or fighting, uh, what was it? Uh, building military, fighting our wars with no basis. Like fighting people who don't even have the strength yeah. to fight. Yeah. We just keep on kicking them. Doesn't make any sense. It's down. an exercise, guys. They base. We spend all this money on on defense, billions and trillions of dollars on defense. If you're not going to be able to like let these bombs off or play yeah. with these then you're toys, money. then what's the point? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that brings us to round two, and uh, Jordan Brown is going to take it away with his second choice. Yeah. So uh, this next song I pro- I chose is called "Speak to My Heart" by Donnie McClurkin. And then, uh, for all our viewers, uh, you know we're going to have you know a little bit of church up in here. You know my next few songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you're ready. You know, like give it a listen, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Speak to my heart, Lord, oh, give me your holy word. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what to do. I won't go on, now I'll go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. Say. Speak to my heart, Lord, oh, my heart. Give me your holy word. I can hear from you. If I can hear, then I know what to do. I won't go on. So I won't go on. I'm gonna go on. Honestly, it's just, it's a, such a powerful song and it means so much to me. You know, spiritually, it's, you know, that song reminds me of of a prayer, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, through my upbringing, I learned uh, when I need guidance or I'm really not sure as to like what to do with my life, you know, I would uh, seek that from God. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the pilot, uh, if you guys have been like following along, I did like mention um, how to you know, listen for God um, from my perspective, right? Yeah, uh, I remember you know, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, my humble thing. So uh, the little like bit that we played for you guys, it's if it's literally a prayer, right? It's a sample of a prayer. Uh, if you don't know how to pray, or if you haven't spoke to God in a long time, um, that's exactly how you do it to reestablish yeah. that right and right. to go over you know he's just asking god you know to speak to my heart because that's what i've been like waiting for and that's what i want you to do if i hear from you then i'll know what to do uh-huh. and wow. uh i'll never go on my own again right uh-huh. and yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. if that's just like walking by faith right understanding yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh who you are and yeah what do you guys think it's powerful. It's a powerful song. The beat of it and how he sings it is delivers it in perfection. Uh, the quotes are also very powerful as well. Um, when he's saying, speak to my heart, give me your holy word and stuff like that. I'm a little curious and kind of want to ask you, um, when he's saying, you know, I won't go on, uh, I'll only go on with your word. So what would he do if he didn't hear from Jesus or so, didn't hear from God or yeah, something yeah. like that. So 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 basically like what he's saying is you know, walking by faith, right? So yeah. by he, he he's saying like he wouldn't go on his own because 
uh, that's without God, right? That's, yeah. uh, you're not doing what, you know, the Lord has put you here to do yeah. or you're, you know, going astray, right? Like yeah. a quick example, you know, I can say is like, so like one time, uh, I, I was out and I was getting gas, right? This is when I was in like college, so I didn't have that much money, right? I was getting gas and <laughs> this, and, and this one lady, you know, this one, this poor little like homeless lady, she, she, uh, asked, you know, she asked me, or, or you know what? Actually, like, she didn't even ask me anything. She, I could just see her, you know, like looking at me, and uh-huh. I, you know, just uh, something got put like in my heart. Uh, like I, like yeah, yeah. I need to go speak to this lady. And then I went up to her and I was like, "Are you hungry?" Yeah. And she was like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." There's like a little like Del Taco over there or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and so are you saying went, like a feeling came to you? It's a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay. Just that like speaking God. to my heart, right? Yeah. Like I need to, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I, uh, so I went, I ended up like giving her some food, right? And she was like so happy. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have that much money, right? And I don't yeah. eat at Del Taco, so I didn't yeah. get myself anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so after, right, you know, I go home. And uh, on my way home, I stopped at like Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. Right? And, uh, I just I went up to the window and I ordered you know very nicely, right? And uh, uh, this this one, dude, I get up to the window and you know to you know to pay, yeah. And uh, I guess whoever was before me was like rude or whatever, <laughs> and they were like, hey, you know, we want to like for just being so nice of that last guy was yeah, this or wow. whatever, and they ended up giving me my food for free. Oh wow! Wow! So, check this out. By me feeding her, we ended up feeding each other. Like immediately. Wow. Yes, immediately. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. So yeah. that's you know that's that's what I mean. It's just if if I would have just listened to my like selfish self, yeah. and I wouldn't have paid her any mind and i just would have gotten gas whatever like yeah and then you, know, you wouldn't have felt good after that exactly. and then you would have gone to them and just been mm-hmm. like hey give me my chicken sandwich well, i mean i, I always That's order you know like politely yeah but of course but, of course, but, I, but you but wouldn't have been that who knows? i that might film. not have you know, got it for free right? yeah like or you would have been there before that guy ever showed up too exactly yeah. so. exactly yeah. it all you could have been there guy <laughs> exactly exactly and you know that's just it's just it's once you get in alignment with it's you know whatever your faith is whatever you believe in right you get in alignment with that um things are going to work out for you some way or another so with all that being said um ollie it's it's your turn for your next round of song so what do you got for us i gotta tell you i'm really excited about this next one okay Um, oh we're excited too (laughs) the song is called president carter Ooh. By Lil Wayne, okay. Don't don't knock it off just yet, cause it's Lil Wayne, all right. But the song is President Carter. It was released in 2011. I'm gonna play a just an excerpt for you guys from it, but it's the basically the heft of the lyrics that I want to talk about. But here it is. Gorillas in suits, the holy war, the spiritual troops fighting over the mythical truth. Drowning in the political soup (laughs) They shoot missiles and nukes Taking out such a pivotal group The body count is the physical proof And they thought drugs were killing the youth (laughs) Thank you, thank you all Definitely take the time to go back and listen to this song fully The beat is amazing and 
I'll tell you why, like, I was really, you know, connected with this song. Um, but just to repeat the lyrics that I was showing you guys, because it's going to be the focal point of what I'm going to be expanding on. So the line goes, Gorillas in suits, the holy war, the spiritual troops, fighting over the mythical truth, drowning in the political soup. They shoot missiles and nukes, taking out such a pivotal group. The body count is the physical proof, and they thought drugs were killing the youth. What do you guys think of that line? It's a very powerful verse, uh, especially the first part, or the I think it was the second line, mm -hmm. um, or third line actually, fighting over the mythical truth. Yeah. You know, we have these wars and divisiveness over different uh, sectors of Christianity or even yep. uh, different religions and all. Yeah. And it's just not even worth it. To do it yeah yeah and yeah. you know from my take on it what i what i really like is like the holy war uh the spiritual troops right and i really think that ties into the like the constant war between young good and evil right right uh -huh. and right. you have these spiritual troops who probably are out there are like people out there trying to do good trying to yeah make things happen but they often get caught up and start drowning in that like political yeah. soup right yeah so great, great thoughts. Let me, I'll now provide like some background kind of, kind of what was happening the year of 2011 and provide some like additional context. So I'll start, you know, where I found the song. I'll start yeah. with that, right? So I, I found the song early on. I got the album when it was leaked. I didn't really feel the same connection to any other song on, on the album, but, but Lil Wayne around this time, I was heavily involved, you know, with hip hop or whatever, not involved, but I listened. And he was kind of the king of the rap game at the time, right? So he's heavily involved in popular culture and, and the mainstream uh, collective consciousness, right? Embedded not only into the fabric of U.S. society, uh -huh. but kind of a global society, yeah. a very global presence that he had. Yeah. He influenced generations, right, from here all the way to Saudi and even Pakistan. Yeah. But what sticks out is the year, right? This was released and then the politically rebellious undertone of the song uh, it was one song in a very very mainstream album yep so it was still odd why it was in there right now let me also set this up by saying that most people i think jb had referenced this earlier most people with any influence over large groups of people who even slightly reference either revolution nonconformism or any other thing related outside the status quo, right? They're harshly silenced, canceled, and in many cases, assassinated. For uh -huh. example, we have yeah. Bob Marley, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Prince, Bill Cosby, Epstein. Yeah. You could go on. Let's not talk yeah. about all of them, but you could go on. Now, these are names that we know. There are still probably thousands of these cases lost in history, as there's always been people in power. So let's look at what happened in 2011, the year the album was published and the, some of the events leading up to that year as well. So I, I, I made a list, okay? I got a few things on here. <laughs> um, There's this huge tsunami in Japan, and you guys probably remember all these things. A huge tsunami in Japan. I, pulled, I put uh, Obama killed Osama, hello. Um, the Egyptian president, Hosni Mubarak, quit. The military comes into play. They're going to have democracy, but they don't yeah. end up having it. There's London race riots over the shooting of a mixed-race kid by the police. Uh -huh. No, we definitely don't talk about that anymore. Um, 
Arab Spring is popping up. You guys know Arab Spring, right? Yeah. Uh, Occupy Wall Street is popping up. We don't mm-hmm. talk about that anymore. Um, the Arab world at this time in terms of the media also, this was also, I'd say, the height of this propaganda against quote, like Muslims, let's say. Um, but the Muslim world is being painted at this time as more and more volatile and dangerous. The Iraq war has been raging now for seven years prior, coming to a close. Um, I, I was looking, when I was researching this stuff, I pulled a quote from the Council of Foreign Relations on the Iraq war, what's like their public statement now about it. And I think the wording of it is funny, okay? I think it's hilarious. It's messed up, but yeah. I think it's funnily worded. He's, it says, so this is the Council of Foreign Relations. You can look up their website, look up Iraq war. And uh, it says, quote, after seven years of war, 4,400 U.S. casualties and ten, tens of thousands of Iraqi civilians killed. The Whoa. United States officially ended its combat mission in Iraq. End quote. Now, a couple things. Okay, a couple things. It's, it doesn't say anything about the military. It doesn't say any soldiers. It just says tens of thousands of civilians. Yeah. They don't even want to t- tell you about the soldiers. Yeah. What, did they kill five soldiers? 500,000. Ridiculous. No, no, no. I'm saying I think it's less, dude. I think that's what's more relevant here. You think that they, they killed, killed less well, than 10,000? Uh, no, 10, they killed well, I don't more know. civilians than they did like soldiers. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You think that? Uh, I don't Yeah, I'm that. almost certain about uh, that. Yeah, I don't so. think they had that as... How, Why would how they, they want to kill the soldiers? I'm yeah. not saying 500,000. That was, you know, just total exaggeration. But they yeah. definitely killed more than 10,000 so, civilians. They just don't want no, you to no, know it's, how many. It's definitely more. They're saying tens of thousands. Okay. But I'm just saying this. What I'm saying is they didn't mention the casualties yeah, of yeah. war. They just mentioned this, yeah. like civilians dying. Yeah, yeah no. I'm which is the it. official yeah. statement. Yeah. And if you like think about it, right, I mean... Iraq, they don't really have like a large standing army, right? Yeah. It's all yeah. like guerrilla, like warfare. They uh, yeah. hide out, they're in, they're out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, like I so said, most of the time they're probably dropping bombs yeah. on like these estimated targets yeah, or whatever. There's like a, yeah. some yeah. kind it's of like acronym that, that means like, oh, it was, you know, a person who didn't matter, so it's okay. You yeah. know what I mean? A person yeah. of non interest or something like yeah. that. I don't know what it's called. But it's, it's funny, right? It, it's funny because. They called it a. They called the Iraq War. This is the official statement. They called it a combat mission. It was mm-hmm. eight years war. Okay. Yeah. There was the worst hellfire we've ever seen in a place. Okay. Yep. Um, I also like this guy. Like this point, it led me to. I found out why. Um, why these uh, redneck people called uh, called Obama ISIS. You know, I figured it out. So I didn't know this before. So basically, in 2009, when he's finally trying to get acclimated and figure the shit out with the war, he released uh, the guy Baghdadi. He, oh, yeah. yeah, so he yeah, released yeah, yeah, Baghdadi yeah. when he started, basically, and that was like, technically, I don't, I don't believe this, but I don't think if he, he like knew the guy or something, he let him go, right? It was just probably a political play for him, but it backfired because yeah. he was not uh, experienced enough, right? Yeah. yeah, it was a prisoner release. I'm sure they released a whole yeah. bunch of guys, right? So exactly, we he Obama pulls U.S. troops out, creates power vacuum, then ISIS is created and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so I think that's why these guys are like, oh, he's ISIS, but he's yeah. relaxed, like he's not. Um, other events that happened... Uh, Gaddafi is paraded through the streets. Oh, yeah. uh, Steve Jobs that. dies. 
Uh, Kim Jong Il dice. Okay. So in 2011. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. What a year. <laughs> Man, I thought 2020 was a year. That's yeah. my point right here. I have it goes in 10 year the, cycles. The <laughs> world was on fire, and in practically just as much chaos as it is today. Yeah. And you Man. can read it. You know where I got that information? It was one article. Okay, then you, you click the link and you go break down, see what those things were, what happened, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. It was one place, right? All these things. Oh like my gosh. Yeah. Um, but back to the song, right? I'll go line by line because some of the lines really can get really deep, right? And obviously, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it as well. So we'll start with um, Gorillas in Suits, right? The references to guerrilla warfare, right? Except the people waging war are wearing suits meeting in neutral zones because the soldier, you have to remember, is just a pawn, right? He's not making these decisions. At the end of the day, if you look at the general, the general answers to the State Department, Department of Defense, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like even the general is is still a guy that can yeah. be moved. Yeah, or, I mean, he takes command, you know, he takes orders. Yeah, he even whatever he believes, it's actually irrelevant because yeah. If it's like a hierarchical situation, you yeah. pull the guy out, you place the guy who has sympathies for you. Where this is a country, this is our military. We gotta hold it down. Well, See, I have a totally different perspective on Hit me. what are you saying? Gorillas and suits was. Yeah, I thought he was saying gorillas. Like the guerrilla warfare isn't actually on the battlefield. It's in corporations. It's like similar. like the corporations are paying you know, the senators, and then the senators go course, in but they're and all the military. Suits. Yeah, they're all wearing suits, of yeah, course. But I thought it was. T- it was saying that the corporations cause all the war because it's, they're trying to get in these it's countries. More, it's more or less exactly like that. You remember Chomsky's cycle and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's the same thing here. Those decisions he's saying are the people war or like who are going to war. They're warring. Yeah. Like the soldiers literally just like the guy shooting. He's the yeah. soldiers the gun, right? But these guys are warring, and they're not warring in in like armor. Yeah, yeah. They're warring in suits, right? Yeah. The politician still is influenced by corporations but they're all wearing suits and having meetings you know and they're not ever in the war zones they're like in a different safe place uh and then he says the holy war right so holy war at that time i I kind of have built this my opinion up thus far as war islam and christianity right uh modern day crusades i'm making the claim or whatever um then he says spiritual troops right if it's a holy war then it is a war of ideologies, divinity, a war on the spirit, of the spirit, and by the spirit, right? It's quite a hefty line. Then he moves into mythical truth, right? Mythical truth. So I, I wanted you guys to know this also. Like, So there, there are clearly things that have been lost to history, right? This week we talked about the Vatican archives as well, where, for instance, it's rumored that the spear of Longinus or the spear of destiny, the spear that pierced Jesus Christ on the cross, is uh, or held by the Roman soldier, belonging to it was I think the Carolingian dynasty. Um, that was like a big dynasty in Europe. Blah blah blah. Um, but officially, right? Officially today officially quote-unquote the spear of longinus is displayed in the hofburg palace in vienna austria in their treasury or whatever Uh right here's what's also known that in the years between the death of christ and the first bible being published there were replica relics being sold all over the place okay and i'll give you two examples the prime example i have is the shroud of turin which jesus's body was wrapped in after he died 
and when he was resurrected, the light that emanated from its, his body left a physically darker imprint of his face and body on the shroud, right? This mm -hmm. is a thing that exists in history. There was one of those in every major city at one point of the civilized world at the time. Okay, yeah. so who, which one is real? Yeah. But he's referencing mythical truths such as this that we don't actually know. Well, what I want to add to that is we know that there's also a mythical truth that certain secret societies are known to hold. Not only is that uh, mythic, mythic truth a truth of our history as, as, as a civilization, but it's a truth or it's known or it's said that it's a truth of who we are as beings in this realm. A truth that's not public, so thus it becomes mystic or mythic. And since not everybody has access to it, it leads to these rumors, so on and so forth. So my take on that, I, from that line, is, you know, the fighting over the, the mythical truth is, uh, I thought it was more of like a like religious war, right? So who's, which one is true, which one is the right one, right? Yeah, you have, yeah. you know, like Judaism right. and Islam who fight, like Christianity's right in the middle of it either. Everybody thinks they're right. Right, so that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Then, as Corey was saying, they, he goes to drowning in the political soup. I left this, I wanted to know what you were talking about it earlier, right? If you want, you can expand on that, Corey. You know, drowning in the political soup is kind of, kind of ties back to the last administration as well, how, you know, you get fed these, I want to say, controversial thoughts, yeah. and you have, to, you have to either choose one side or the other and build the extremes from them. And so you're drowning in the, by, by drowning in the political soup, you're kind of just being, be, being a puppet to these politicians yeah. that are either trying to divide you or combine you in the way that they think is the, the smartest way to go about living or the best policies to push and oh i'm yeah. right and those people are wrong and exactly. i think that's really what it, what they're saying by drowning yeah. in the political suit. yeah yeah you know i mean like my take on on that is uh as we know that politics is very like messy things get like convoluted right Red so table. even yeah. if you have like you know a a objective of doing good of doing the right thing or to get something done once you mix in like everybody else's interests yeah it turns into a stew right yeah like a million different things into very it. well yeah. said, and yeah. then it just problem gets more complicated instead of actually you know fixing the problem that's uh -huh. malcolm x actually said that yeah well um, yeah well yeah that's twice you got mentioned today man yeah. malcolm, <laughs> malcolm we still love you yeah but we lost him too early yeah um then he moves on to they shoot missiles and nukes taking out such a pivotal group. I mean, this line really brings the song home for me, at least, because I've felt this way in a lot of ways. So uh, just with you guys right here and anybody tuning in, right? So I want you guys to just, in your mind, you don't have to close your eyes or anything, just in your mind, just, just imagine, historically, just picture real quick, picture who sends missiles historically, who sends them, and historically, who is on the receiving end of missiles in general. And then genuinely and honestly answer how many of those missiles have been used on Muslims. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's very true because if you, you know, come to like think about it, uh, this like pivotal group in the Bible, in the Quran, right? This is that area, that group is where all of this came from. And it's 
a terrible thing that it's now viewed as a like cesspool or problem or dangerous or yeah. whatever when yeah uh these are like holy people the holy land is there right you know uh, there's some debate <laughs> as to well, which one's which or like which one's right but yeah um the end of the day this is ancient this is an ancient people with and there's uh, been it's an ancient war an ancient war exactly yeah, yeah and i think you know great point jordan and i thought that was a great point and a great question by you ali um kind of a question for you ali is uh, why do you think that he uses the word pivotal in that line? Oh my, Corey, Corey, you just blew my mind, Corey, <laughs> Corey, that was phenomenal. Okay, I, I let let me address that question. That's great. Mm-hmm. Pivotal, right? I'm not gonna place opinion on why I think that that group, if he's referencing Muslims, is a pivotal yeah. group. That's I think inappropriate. But pivotal, what pivotal implies is that that group matters to humanity yeah and mm-hmm. what we can i guess correlate to is it is the second largest religion like a lot of people yeah. on this earth are muslim right yeah. so if that in if the entirety they're removed i let's let's hope the world never gets to that point <laughs> um if then that would be a again a pivotal point in humanity it would be yeah. a huge shift yeah. an entire would change the world as we know exactly yeah. pivotal an yeah. entire an entire consciousness that exists in our world would be eradicated yeah. an ancient one at that yes yeah yeah you yeah. know and that's and that's and i can just hope uh there isn't more um sinister you know motives behind all of this like they really aren't yeah. trying to wipe this pivotal group off the face of the earth right change their like civilization to yeah. make it more western so yeah. that way they yeah. lose sight of who they are and who they are is very uh important to, yeah. yeah and i don't think they really species. could i don't think there's even an opportunity for that to happen no. because when you look at the populations of muslims to christians to even just americans you have i think it's like 1.6 billion muslims and then you have 330 population of america the thing is not all those people are christians every everybody got nukes okay so ain't ain't nothing in a bubble yeah i don't think it's about you know like wiping them out i think it's more of just changing their society to make it americanized or westernized and you see it's not remember that what i was trying to say is it's not a war necessarily on people it's a war of ideologies yeah of the spirit yeah i said of the spirit uh on the spirit by the spirit yeah so like that's that's crazy and it's like super interesting how we can go from like a like rap you know lil wayne song to like now we're talking about yeah. you know these deep like religious wars. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. yeah. Very... We started with Lil Wayne, imagine because at yeah. the end he brings this. That's a great segue too, because at the end of this verse he says, and they and they thought drugs were killing the youth, and he yeah. laughs in the song. You know, yeah. he's making fun of the laughable notion that weed or whatever at the time they were saying is killing kids is yeah. like more than a bomb, you know, yeah. <laughs> or a yeah. missile, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but there is one more line. I want to touch on uh, you guys probably won't hear it like uh, in this podcast, but you can go listen to it is he says a, another very powerful thing. And th- remember, this is like a mainstream popular song. And I'll tell you what happened to Lil Wayne a couple of years later. Um, he says, I'll change the stars on the flag into crosses. Then he says, amen. So now instead of pledge, we pray. And 
I think that is an incredibly heavy line because the start, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's embedded in me. I still remember. Yeah. I was an immigrant. Mm -hmm. I loved saying it in the morning. Yeah. Because in Pakistan, we used to have uh, the national anthem. We used to, all, we, all the kids used to sing it every morning. Mm. It was like a thing that we did. Yeah. You know? So I, I think it's a heavy line because when you pledge, you pledge your allegiance. And the line goes, you pledge your allegiance to the flag. But you're pledging your allegiance to the government or the ideology, mm -hmm. right? But if you pray, if your nation, I mean, that's where the lines get blurred, you know, between church and state. But if your nation is then a theocracy or whatever, and you have crosses on the flag and you're praying, you're not necessarily praying or even pledging allegiance you're not praying to the government when you pray you pray either inward internally or you pray to a higher power and that changes once again th that same sentiment right we become less and less financialized democratized and at the end of the day we start giving a crap about people but as we learn that's kind of not the game is it yeah but you know that quote can be pretty controversial because you're saying oh i want to change the stars to crosses. I'm not saying that I'm, literally. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. But that's. But then what he's saying is that he wants to institute religion inside government. I agree. And you're having crosses. What about I, what, like, what I about think, the other religions? I th th also think that church and state should be separate. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a great line and I understand what he's trying to say. Yeah. But at the same point, it's, you're kind of ruining yeah. what is today. Sure, but like... Yeah, ideally, and we have laws that church and state are different, but yeah. we're we function or some of our uh, legislation is theocratic. Okay, it's yeah. like it's only because we're Christians we believe that one thing or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah, it happens. You just can't deny that it doesn't happen, but it's illegal. But when when has that stopped us? When yeah. has that stopped America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's more of just uh, you know you have to or yeah, society needs to have more you know like you know faith involved in it right uh -huh. like you know yeah. i like to say we live in a godless world these days and um if people prayed more uh hated less yeah were more thoughtful mm -hmm. about other like countries other ways of life we would be a lot better as a society yeah great point jb uh, i couldn't have said it better myself um I think we spent a lot of time on that one, but now it's uh, Corey Bearclaw's turn. Corey, go for it. Uh, introduce us to your number two song. Definitely, Ali. The second song I have, very powerful song. Lot of good lyrics, lot of good verses to it. It's Drug Dealer by Macklemore. Why don't we give it a listen and we'll come right back. They said it wasn't a gateway drug My homie was taking subs and he ain't wake up The whole while, these billionaires, they caked up Paying off Congress, so we take their drugs Murderers, who will never face the judge And we dance into a song about a face gone numb But I seen homies turn gray, noses draining blood I could have been gone, our 30s faded in that tub That's Prince, Michael and Whitney, that's Amy Ledger and Pimpsey That's Yams, that's DJ AM, goddamn them Making the killing Now it's getting the tension Cause Sarah, Katie, and Billy But this shit's been going on From Seattle out to South Philly It just moved about the city And it spread out to the burbs Now it's everybody's problem Got a nation on the verge Take activists off the market Jack the price up on the syrup But Purdue Pharma's about to move that work the drug dealer was a doctor Doctor had the blood from Big Pharma Pharma He said that he would heal me 
but it only gave me problems, problems My drug dealer was a doctor, doctor Had the plug from Big Pharma, Pharma I think he trying to kill me, kill me He tried to kill me for a dollar, dollar So, you know, you hear all of that and as we discussed in a lot of our previous talks before, we have these powerful corporations, aka Big Pharma in this case, and figures like Congress just destroying society. Uh, you know, in yeah. one of the first lyrics, it said, uh, "The whole while these billionaires they kicked, uh, they kicked up paying out Congress, so we take their drugs, murderers who will never face the judge." It's because they they can pay off so many different people. Yeah. They avoid especially judges. All, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they can just they can avoid jail time. They can avoid all the criminality that they cause. Yeah. Um. And then you know it says they. I mean, it doesn't say this is what I'm saying is that mm -hmm. they feed you drugs for profit. And then when the doctors cut your prescription, you have a craving for the drug and seek alternative forms. Yeah. Uh, to acquire that same feeling. You never necessarily wanted it to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that even ties back to another quote that he said from the song. I want to forge a prescription because doctor, I need some more of it. When morphine and heroin is more of your budget. I said, I never use a needle, but sure, fuck it. Like that, they, they, they created the opioid epidemic at one point. And, yeah. you know, they, they, they never really got punished for it. One yeah. company got shut down, sure. Yeah. But all of the thousands of companies and uh, all of the thousands of doctors prescribing these drugs. Hundreds and billions of dollars. Yeah. And where does it go? It goes to the corporations yeah. who then pay the politicians and then it ties all the way back. And then pay no taxes. Yeah. And another point, um, one of the biggest things that I thought was important in this song was that, you know, he touches on corporations and destroying society, but he also touches on inequality and essentially how it's not a problem when minorities struggle with addiction, but when it reaches the upper class, or as he puts it, white people, then it's a problem that needs to be solved. You know, like, it, for example, in his quote, now it's getting attention because Sarah, Katie, and Billy predominantly white names um but this shit's been going on from seattle out to south philly it just moved out about the city and it's spread out to the burbs now it's everybody's problem got a nation on the verge wow see it just it, he touches not only on corporations but he also touches on inequality and he shows how whites have the ability to change society and make it how do i want to put it once it gets to them, now it's everybody's problem. But when it's only the minorities in, in the inner cities yeah. struggling with addiction, especially, you know, the crack addiction, oh, it's, it, we just look away. It's not a big problem. But now that our kids are doing it, oh, we need to get Congress to change. Yeah, exactly, right? The fact is, um, there's, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's a very small town on the East Coast. It uh -huh. has the highest uh, rate for uh, opioid addictions and deaths. In people like let's say, eighteen up to our age, uh -huh. which is crazy, and there it's like a you know it's like a white ass town, so it's like it matters or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dave Chappelle also said this has nothing to do with this, and maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I'm gonna say it. Dave Chappelle made the joke that he, so he said that it was easier for uh, a transgender person to change their gender than it was for Cassius Clay to change his name. 
to Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says that the only reason why it's so like quickly accepted in the mainstream media and they're getting love from, he said, because white men want to do it. Yeah. That's kind of what you're saying, yeah. right? Uh, That's exactly that what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if you look back, the government has been known to like systematically plant drugs in minority communities to destroy them, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, and now that we see. Uh, this, as you said, this problem is starting to creep up into different, um, you know, socioeconomic issues. It's like a huge problem. Yep. Uh, we need to stop this. We're yep. in a crisis. And then, you know, we look back, this like war on drugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're out there, you know, it's like, again, it could be say war on like minority communities. Yeah. Right. They you know, send all of them to jail. Uh-huh. But now... They don't want to send these people who are addicted to like opioids and everything. They don't want to send them yeah. to jail. Yeah, they don't exactly. want to. You know, it's not. It's just more accepted, right? It's just like a slap on the wrist yeah. Uh, yeah. type of thing. But we still, you know, I think in general society still looks at it as like an addict is a criminal versus it's technically just a You're disease, sick. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a disease. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but. I don't know. It's I, a disease you know, I that's think, developed by your own choices. Yeah. It just makes you more susceptible, yeah. sure, but it's still yeah. kind of a choice. Yeah, yeah. It's a exactly. choice that de- develops into a disorder then then causes you yeah, to that, that's kind of what we were talking wrong. about yeah. last week in episode four, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to touch on one more very powerful line that mm-hmm. um, I think applies to many addicts is that he says, best friends with the thing that's killing me enemies with my best friend because you think about when you develop an addiction or start doing drugs over and over again you start changing yourself start changing how you act with people especially you know you have close friends and family you lose your nature you lose your nature Mm -hmm. but then also your friends are like hey you you're you're going down a dark road you need to get out of it then you you know, retaliate and say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then denial. you, then, yeah. And then you're in denial and then you yeah. start fighting with your best friend saying, no, I'm fine. Like you, 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 you don't know what's wrong. With, you, you don't know what's wrong with me and you get angry yeah. and stuff like that. It's the blinders, right? Yeah. You, know, you like, you know, you get that like tunnel vision. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's hard to see. That's, you know, that's another thing too. You guys bring up a great point. It's like anger, right? A- anger is not necessarily a, you know, it's like not cultural thing. Everybody has anger. It's one of the hardest things to deal with. And conquer, sure, yeah. yeah. And everybody, like, can lose their head sometimes. You know, I, yeah. I commend people who are just so calm. Like, yeah. whoever those people are, it's not, it's not me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I, I commend those people. Like, they show tremendous strength in the face of adversity to stay calm and handle situations, like, mm-hmm. uh, correctly. You know, I think it's yeah. amazing. But you, and you I think, you know, you're it. touching on how anger, uh, I feel like how he delivered this whole song was mm. out a out of a sense of anger. Yeah, he was passionate, but he was angry. Yeah, about how all of this is being played, and nobody's doing it. Yeah, nobody's it. doing anything. Nobody's changing. Nobody's speaking up, and it it seems like he would he feels he was the first one to speak up about this. Yeah, it's it's tragic that he would have to feel like that. You know, why aren't more people? Why aren't we? discussing it like together about our yeah. addiction crises we had that crisis the whole time before this pandemic or whatever mm-hmm. we had it the whole time yep. and it only got exponentially progressively worse it yep. never ever got better yeah 
It continues to get better. Still not, yeah. yeah. They, still not better. They're still they prescribing still all those opiates. Yeah. yeah. You know. They just changed one com- They just changed one chemical compound and then boom. Patented yeah. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Send it out. Yeah, definitely. Like, so what we're talking about here, we don't want to dive too much in. If you just tune into episode four or last week's episode, you guys will hear all that. Yeah, but you know, uh, that was my song. I thought it was great. Very powerful. Ali, I know you just spoke and you delivered a great discussion on the last song that you had but you know i'd love to hear your final song so what do we what you got for us uh thank you um if you guys thought that i was excited about the last song i I lied okay because i'm really (laughs) actually excited about this song um the song is called patience by nas and once again damien marley this one right here is for the people The smartest dummies can't read the language of Egyptian mummies on a flag or a moon and can't find food for the starving tummies. Pay no mind to the youths, cause it's not like the future depends on it. But save the animals in the zoo, cause the chimpanzee, them are make big money. This is how the media pillages on TV, the picture is savages and villages, and the scientists still can't explain the pyramids. <laughs> Evangelists making a living on the videos of ribs of the little kids, stereotyping the image of the images, and this is what the image is. You buy a car, keep pants, and all of a sudden you are say an Indiana Jones. And I keep all the gold and keep all the scrolls and even the bird bones. Some of the worst paparazzis I've ever seen and I ever known. Who the worst on this place of the world can see and that's all I will ever show. So the ones in the west will never move east and feel like it'll be a town. Get tricked by the beast, but the way them are gonna flee when the monster is fully grown. Salamonic lineage where them still can defeat and them could have never clown. So that was the song. Uh, I'm going to break down like step by step the lyrics, obviously, but go back and listen to it. It's three verses, but it's probably the he- some of the heaviest verses that you'll hear uh, in this decade, the last one, and let's say the next one. Big claim, but I, I go ahead. <laughs> Let, we can debate after. Go listen to it. But the song was released in 2010, and it was released, uh, I don't know if it was a single or not, but the video was on YouTube. Watch the video, it's, it's trippy, and it's phenomenal. And yeah, unfortunately, but technically fortunately for us, again, it's Damien Marley, yes. But it, it happened spontaneously, right? I wasn't planning on picking this song. And it's not like I only listen to rap music, as I was saying, of course, but... But the messages of each of these songs are not only classic in vibe, but the lyrics are timeless and increasingly relevant even today, just like you were saying with your lines, Corey. And anyway, the song is a beautiful song, but it's quite a descriptive song. I tried to single out some lyrics, but it was kind of impossible because the song is stacked. Uh, so I had to pick a bunch and uh, I'll steadily break the song down. For you guys, because there's a lot of things in here to discuss. Uh-huh. Um, I'll start off in the beginning. You guys heard probably a chant that you might not have heard. Um, it's The language is called Bambara, and it's from Mali. Okay, And uh, I'm not certain. I didn't find any like notes or sources on it. But I think that it's a cultural or a tribal chant mm-hmm. that Nas sampled for this. Um, 
But again, the first thing is kind of uh, right in the beginning. It's once again the hypocrisy in society, right? Uh-huh. That's really yeah. what's shown. And the lyrics in there. And a flag on a moon and can't find food for the starving tummies. Pay no mind to the youths. Because it's not like the future depends on it. But save the animals in the zoo. Because the chimpanzee demo make big money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so much hypocrisy right there. It's... We have children dying, and we in the in the religion one we talked yeah. about like certain things about the end of days and whatnot. Yeah. So we have like children dying around the world. You know they're not fed, but you gotta make sure that you preserve the wildlife through zoos, yeah. which is like yeah. I don't believe in zoos because they're like prisons. Okay, I don't yeah. like it. Um, say Sea World, honestly, Sea World, fuck you, Sea World. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so the fact is that right we. We could be laying down foundations that could make our next and next generations thrive, prosper, and yep. actually, you know, actually get to Mars, things like that, you know, yeah. actually have buildings that are in space, you know, things yep. like this. Except we're really just worried about monetizing and sucking whatever natural resources mm-hmm. or whatever profit we can milk from, let's say, cutting down the Amazon rainforest. Who yeah. gives a fuck about the Amazon lungs? I apologize for cursing, guys, obviously, but, you, you know, I get really passionate about this. Yeah. Um, then the next line he speaks or he references media remarks. Uh-huh. So it's like... Uh, control manipulation of what people see right we touched on that as well and also this song is is a great kind of sum up also it really connects a lot of the dots that we were speaking about yeah. today so he says this is how the media pillages on tv the picture is savages and villages and the scientists still can't explain the pyramids evangelists making a living on the videos of ribs of the little kids stereotyping the image of the images and this is what the image is. And then he goes on to describe the image. We'll get into that. But right there, he's saying the media is, they're, they're pillaging themselves. Yeah. Right? They're going out and basically like invading, let's say invading places and then painting their narrative. That's yeah. kind of the and invasion. They're painting their nar- narrative as negative place and they're trying to go in and heal it. But really, they're the ones causing the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's and just he's, a front. Yeah, and he's saying that on the media, you see people, again, this may or may not be a Muslim reference. I think we've moved past that tonight. Yep. But he, you see like, in, you just see villages in other countries and like you see, just see savages. They're just savages, right? And then that means, okay, you're showing them as savage. That means on the other end, uh, we're so developed and scientists. And then he says, yeah, but there's scientists that still can't explain the pyramids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So really, what's going on? Maybe the villager or the... Uh, simpletons or the simple people maybe they have a rich history that you know wouldn't mean anything to you because you don't have value to them yeah. right but it all, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah. right so then he paints the picture he's saying some of the worst paparazzis I've ever seen and ever known put the worst on display so the world can see and that's all they will ever show right so that's yeah. kind of summing up that point that uh, you are only you're told or bombarded with a certain set of information and that kind of dictates what you think about other things yeah. right and I think there was a um, Russian experiment this is kind of just like a side there's a Russian experiment uh, psychological experiment back in the day by some government or I think it was is it Spetsnaz who's the yeah um, there these guys basically did the experiment if you bombard the public with negative messages right they actually 
subconsciously they're ending up in a paranoid or let's say more vulnerable state uh -huh. so then at that one point not only can you just feed them whatever it doesn't matter and they're gonna believe it yeah at the end of the day they not only start craving that same thing it's that they themselves then have no real identity because they're they're susceptible yeah. to any kind of influence and in whatever they tell you you'll do or believe yeah okay that was a Russian and that kind of ties back into uh the first song, uh, you know, Where's the Love? People are addicted to the drama. Yeah, exactly right? what you're saying, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know, you're right, and that's actually what he kind of, I guess, gets into the next uh, line, but it's kind of, uh, remember I was talking about mythical truth, and mysticism, yeah, things yeah. like this, he's kind of referencing like that. So the line is, um, so the ones in the West will never move east and feel they could be at home. And then this references, um, you know, this is like a beast figure, or we can talk about biblical end of days, and yeah. all that. So he says, they get tricked by the beast, but where, where them gonna flee <laughs> when the monster is fully grown, right? Because if you look at the biblical end of days, there'll be a time where yeah. people will be misled to uh, the highest degree, so yeah. on and so forth. Then he says, Solomonic, Solomonic, like emperor or king Solomon. Um, Solomonic lineage, he says lineage, but lineage that they can, they still can't defeat and they could never clone. Clone is, is an odd word to use. We can talk about why maybe he used that. He says, my spiritual DNA that prints in my soul and I will forever own. And then I think, and then Lord, he says at the end. But I think what he's referencing here is like, there's some sort of external war on his soul, um, whether it's trying to disassociate that soul and make it into the ideology of whatever this bombardment of media yeah. is, or whether it's just the good and evil that Jordan Brown was referencing, right? Mm -hmm. And he might be saying that evil is winning, but we are, like, he's talking about all peoples there, like a lineage that's an old line. He said, yeah. we are all from this same line, basically, right? And we have something that, let, remember the masters of mankind, we have something that these guys cannot clone or reproduce in something else. He says, it's not only a very physical, chemical DNA makeup of him, he's saying that there's a spiritual DNA yeah. that exists in my soul. Yeah. The next one is more, it's similarly, he's uh, attacking the media once again, right? Not only talking about the control, but he paints yeah. a vivid picture of, you know, what our relationship, our people's relationship is with the media, right? So yeah. the line goes, the earth was flat. If you went too far, you would fall off. Now the earth is round. If the shape change again, everybody would start laugh, right? Yeah. So it's it's funny. We're all basically sucked into this mainstream narrative that even if we heard the truth, yeah. we would not only not believe it, we would laugh at it and we would ridicule it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And the thing that I'm thinking of here is Plato's Cave. Have you guys, uh, you guys know Plato's Cave? I'm no. not. What, what is it? Gotcha. So, real, you guys know Plato, the guy, yeah. philosophical king. Yeah. Um, big guy. Philosopher king, yeah, big guy. Top the three. Planet. Big the three, planet big three. Thing big, ice thing. Big three. Uh, anyway, um, so Plato's cave is basically imagine that somebody was born and they're basically chained to a cave, right? A, a wall of a cave. Above, the, above them is like a hole or, or whatever where light comes. 
and in front of them is a projector. So, oh yes, you know? I've seen that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of this before. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you studied psychology. You're gonna have. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. So basically, this person is chained, and they've just seen a certain set of visions, pictures, videos, movie, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. For a person who knows nothing else about the real world, they're gonna believe that that is their reality. Mm -hmm. And this allegory, that's that's exactly the Plato's cave. That's exactly yeah. what it's about. Is that when you don't, you literally don't have the capability of knowing the full truth because all you know is the things that you're seeing yeah. and what you're told. You're only getting one truth, and that, like so, if you're ever told a different truth, that and it's it, you're totally thrown off, and yeah. it's like okay, that can never happen. Yeah, and you know that kind of ties into a. Uh, Kind of philosophical thing where we would say that if uh, if jesus were ever to come to this world today nobody, nobody would believe him no, because everyone would, would be like yep yeah, yeah. now nope, that guy's crazy yeah throw him into us like you're not jesus get the fuck out yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. according to you know, like the bible when that person comes out and says oh i'm jesus everybody's going to believe him Right. Yeah, but that's going to be that's going to be the fake one. Yeah, that's the antichrist. The one. Yes, that's going to yeah. be that. So that's when you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that what what really uh, stood out to me in this one is uh, said like the average man can't prove most of the things that he chooses to speak of. Yeah. And still won't research through the truth, right? And you go through like the scholars and universities who claim they're so smart and cunning. But I went to school, right? Specifically, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was in a geology class, and they were yeah. trying to explain uh, time and how the world came about. And yeah. I'm just like sitting there listening to this, like, what a load of shit, to be honest, right? It's just, it's so far fetched, and there's literally no way yeah. to prove yeah. any of this, right? Yeah. But they put this, you know, these universities and stuff, they put this out there, and it's just accepted. Oh, yeah, this is what happened. This is how yeah. the world, this is how the universe started. When really, dude, there's, I'm sorry, we can't, whoever, you know, our universities can't prove what happened five billion years ago. Yeah, there's and, and no there, there, that's another thing that this song references. It's like the last thing I want to talk about this song. It's, it, it, they're referencing the, the creation, right? The mm -hmm. question of creation, how it happened, and the lines are so specific, and we could break it down as well, but, it's it's so relevant to what you just said and this song was written years ago now but that was a question that human beings have been asking right for so many mm -hmm. years even today we've not figured it out yeah right? yeah um so the song goes who wrote the bible who wrote the quran and was it a lightning storm that gave birth to the earth and then dinosaurs were born <laughs> Uh, who made up words who made up numbers and then he questions what kind of spell is mankind under yeah that's the that's like the knowledge that we speak of right it's yeah. all just a it's a spell it's a fugazi exactly <laughs> yeah. he says it goes on everything on the planet we preserve and can it microwave it and try it no matter what we'll survive it and then he says what's you What's man? What's human? Hue is like a shade, right? So yeah, you say, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. Anything along the land we consuming, eating, deleting, ruin. Oh my God, man! This is is poetry, dude. Yeah. I, it's the gravity of these words, and even you know to question creation. These are the words, right? Who, who wrote the Bible? Who yeah. wrote the where? Where yeah. is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. who's saying that this is the truth? And who's and why is nobody saying that it's all one truth? 
there's it was one create in, in reality it is one truth because it's all it's big bang it all yeah. sounds the same to me to be yeah, honest yeah, yeah. right it, it does nothing and then there was something and i'm okay? telling you that's what got me that's what got me. when they explained like oh the big bang i'm just i was in these kids are writing notes i'm literally sitting in this class like yeah, i'm looking around like can you guys believe this shit and i it felt like i was the only person who felt that way? Yeah. I was just sitting there like, yo, this is a joke. Because like, even if they knew the truth or if we told them the truth, they would have yeah, 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 yeah. But um, to segue off of this, I believe, like, Corey, um, you know, your song was next. Yes, uh, it is my final song. It's actually Time of Dying by Three Days Grace. Ooh. Once well, again, let's give it a li- listen and we'll come right back. song is talking about one of two things depression or pain and suffering uh you know the song wraps around the idea that they will not lose the battle or will keep on fighting until the bitter end when he says you know i will not die i'll wait here for you i believe he's probably talking about the light at the end of the tunnel oh you know if you're working hard and you commit to the hard work and go through the pain and suffering in the end it'll yield a good result and that's why I love this song. It's by far one of my most favorite, if not the top song that I have, because it just gives me energy, gives me the power to keep moving yeah. when I'm either working out or I feel like quitting or feel like I'm, I'm done with anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the reason why I think that the song has to do with depression is this quote, on this bed I lay, losing everything. Typically, you know, people who have depression do not leave their bed and feel as though everything's lost. So that's kind of why, that's the one reason why I think it has to do with depression. Um, you know, maybe it has to do with a girl, but I have no idea. Um, those, yeah, things what are you could, those, those things, those two things could be correlated as yeah. well. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, it's not a, it's not something, it's something about, let's say punk, punk rock music, rock music, or really vocal, sometimes screaming, you know what? I'm just even going to put a blanket statement. All music, right? When it comes to, we were talking about, he's so passionate or he's so angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's what qualifies as great music, right? Yeah, and yeah. in so many ways, it's a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. We know from the latest, you know, little Baby song, things like this. These are, at, at times, music and vibes and, the, and depending on who's saying it, they become like national symbols of yeah. who we are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean... Uh... So at first, I want to say that this is a great song. I, I truly enjoy. This is the first time I've heard it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. And I said, you know, very to be honest, it was kind of hard for me to follow uh, what he was saying or the points he was trying to get across. I just enjoyed like 
the energy the feeling yeah like the energy the feeling yeah. exactly man like yeah, it, yeah. you know it just gets me going yeah. and i really liked it but uh to go back off of what you said ollie and what i said originally mm-hmm. is uh you are what you listen to right and i yeah. mean we see this in all these different you know like i guess like cultures and stuff uh angry music usually makes you angry right yeah, yeah. um and we look at you know, like hip-hop music like you mentioned like little baby and stuff yeah uh i truly think that this is destroying the black community in okay. itself yeah you know what i mean like yeah. they're putting out um all this negativity and stuff and then now we see uh almost black like culture is is associated like to this yeah it's, uh-huh. you know, it's associated with these types so you make a great point I, w- I wanted to say tonight as well about as like how long I've followed hip-hop music or, and even mm-hmm. things that I've listened to and now knowing the history of where it started what it's supposed to be right even back then hip-hop music was an expression of a dislike or a discomfort with the way communities were at that yeah. time right yeah. yeah society yes but now you see these uh chop chop rapper whatever the hum this these yeah. guys right they're glorifying those same things yeah. right like that everybody used stu- to rap to get out of the hood and now it's like yes, they're rapping to get to in stay it. there yeah. yeah and they're glorifying making stupid financial decisions yeah. and keeping your system the same that's yeah. like Who's really running that? And, you know, you know I mean? yeah, you know, it's like marginalizing that community, right? I mean, because yeah. now everybody thinks it's cool to, you know, be a, you know, be a hustler, you know, sell drugs, this and that. Yeah. Buy a chain versus buy a company. Yeah, like, a, like every like woman yeah. is a bitch, you know, or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, buy cars, don't invest. Like, yeah. you gotta really think about. I mean, that Obama kind of stuff. said, right? He called in one of his speeches. He said, uh, you know, if you're <laughs> Oh yeah, if you're I know really this secure, I love this. Yeah. If you're really secure about your financial situation, you're not gonna want to wear eighteen gold chains around your neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, if you're if you're really comfortable with your sexuality, <laughs> you don't you don't have to have women twerking around you. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the guy yeah, is great. Yeah, that was he was so good. Very sharp. Yeah. Um, you know that that pretty much wraps up my last song. Uh, you know, JB, I know you have a powerful final song. We'd yes, love to hear yes, it. What yes. Is it? So, uh, this last song is called The Last Jesus by Kirk Franklin. And uh, really, guys, dive into this song, uh, dissect this song, because this song, in a lot of ways, you know, saved my life um, and is wow. what I want to try wow. and live by. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, we're. Yeah, before with my songs, you know, I'm gonna be like taking us to church a little bit. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. then, you know, I, just, I listen to all types of different music, but when I was trying to pick out for this like segment, yeah. I was going through all of it, and this one really uh, hit me in the heart and said I, I I had to share this with you all. So let's so let's check it out, and uh, you know, we'll get back to it. Everybody's too busy. Too busy. Sunday with shouting, with dancing, with our hands up, but can the world see a change? I'm sorry, Father. Am I just too selfish to see? 
am I so caught up in myself? So that song, um, and I know I'm, I'm sorry you might not be a Christian or like whatever, but this is just like where I'm at in my life, and I'm trying to be a, a better person, and I am actively working on these things. And in this song, he is uh, he's essentially like calling out all Christians, and matter yeah. of fact, all religions. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, just like humanity in itself, wow. right? Was, uh, right there in the beginning, um, he says, it's, it's so easy to tell you that it's going to be okay, but when I don't walk in your shoes and haven't been through what you've been through, instead I just push you away, I brush you off, yeah. essentially. Um, and then you look at uh, everybody who are Christian on Sunday, you know, everybody shouts, dances, like so happy, but, and you preach as if you are a good like christian or that you're a good person Mm -hmm. but if your lives are cold inside what's the use right so it's about what about that like monday morning after you get out of church or whatever are you still that same person yeah Yeah. are you out there trying to help people or whatever the case may be being a good person are you saying that People are that or not that? No, a lot of people, it's fake. They're hypocrites. It's fake. You see all these people in in the Bible Belt of America. Mm. Some of hateful people, but yet they go to church and say all these things, right? And then the chorus, if you say you love Jesus, but you can't see my Jesus, right? So this is to a non-believer, because as a Christian, people are supposed to be able to look at you and say, that man is a Christian, I want to be like that yeah. because of your kindness and your way, you know, how you carry yourself and uh-huh. go about, yeah. right? But is but, kindness a Christian thing? No, it's a religious thing. That's why I said he's calling out all religions, yeah. hum- humanity, wow. right? Yeah. I mean, if you can't see my Jesus, then my words are empty. They don't mean anything. Hmm. If you can't see Jesus in me, no more excuses. He wants to give all the excuses away. Because you just might be the only Jesus that that, that person sees on that yeah. day or whatever. I and when he's saying, yeah, wow. oh, if you can't That's... see my Jesus, he's saying, like, you can't see what the the behavior the that I'm supposed yes. to follow. Well, it's and the, faith, the, right? Yeah, so the like, faith, you know, but also, like, the, but like, you know, God or religion teaches you uh-huh. how to behave and how to act and, you know, be a society, be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you can't see me following that faith and and behaving accordingly yeah then i'm not doing the right thing it's empty yeah it's like what are you doing and you're not helping anybody you're not pulling someone out yeah of that of that dark place i'm seeing that as like you know if when you're saying oh if if you don't believe or if you don't see my jesus then my words are empty to you and he's also saying that or how I'm seeing it is it's like if if he doesn't live, you know, in the example of Jesus, like, and people don't see that, then what they see is empty. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. That was a beautiful And then life. like right after that, you know, it says, oh, you know, like too busy. Forgive me. I've got problems of my own. 
it's easier, it's always easier to say that your help's on the way. This is all our societal like problems. We're gonna get the homelessness like figured out. There's people out there trying to do yeah. this. But really, God put me there because I was supposed to be your help all yeah. along. Right. And then are you just too selfish to see that the love that they need, God put it inside of you. Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed so that's why I meant like how I had that one situation with that lady where God yeah. just put it on me to help. Right. Um right. That's what she you needed. You were her help. Yeah, she, that's what she needed. Yeah. And you put it inside of me to do that. And if people aren't hearing that call. And thus by, and also thus by living by his example, you then spread yes, the word. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I try to, you know, carry myself every day. But, and, you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you guys course, have seen yeah. me at my best. You guys have seen me at my worst. Sure, And yes. I mean, I, it's not all the time, but... I really hope that uh, after I meet people that they feel my energy as like yeah. a caring person. And I feel right? like what yeah. it's saying in that quote is kind of like, you know, God was helping that lady, but he was helping her through you. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yes. like, I don't know if that's what you guys no, think. No, that's, exactly, that's, that's, that's exactly, that is exactly it. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what we're getting at. The highlight of it, or the main part that gets to me, you know, and uh, I'm not gonna lie because I haven't heard this song in a long time, man. Yeah. When I, and that's why I'm so glad we chose this topic because I was able to, I was really trying to find all yeah. these songs. I have like 3,000 songs yeah, on my yeah. phone, dude. Yeah. It took me a while, right? And then I was like, uh, you know, I just went back and I heard this one. And it came down to this part where, you know, where he says, uh, Have mercy on us, Jesus. Please forgive us, Jesus. I lost my purpose if they can't see you in me. Mm. I lied too long and I change it all today because I may be the only Jesus they see. Well, and uh, when I heard that after a long time of the end, I, so I, heavy, it broke dude. me down. Yeah, that's it broke so me heavy. down because when I was growing up, as I said, you know, the pilot, I grew up in the church. I grew up uh -huh. uh, trying to help people. Yeah. I had, you know, my brother and I, we started this like my ministry and man, we literally i'm not trying to talk it up i changed lives there was one yeah. lady i'll be forever connected to her because we, we 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 did this one song and she literally at the end of the the like sermon they invite yeah. people to like join the church she walked down the aisle and said she she wanted to commit her life to Christ because of the performance that Kyle wow. and I gave. Yeah, yeah. and wow. then I then I went back and I listened to this song That's and I was work. just That's like, light work right yeah. Right. And yeah. dude, I went back and I you know and I I listened to this song and I was like, man, like, have I lost my purpose? If that's what I was doing before, like, well, like what am I doing now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So saying you're like, forgive me, and you know, I change it today. I'm going to try and be a better person. Uh -huh. Get back Powerful. to where I was at. Yeah. yeah, so I had a lot of fun with this week's episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. You know, this was a great one with our character development and also our outlooks on life. Definitely. Let me say that if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, again, I want to thank you, obviously, for tuning in. But I also want to urge you to engage with us, right? Uh, subscribe, obviously. If you made it this far, you subscribed. Like, uh, I, I know who it is. <laughs> but so some likes, start commenting. Let's, let's start conversations even between us, right? I think that's kind of our whole mission. Today we spoke about music and how powerful it can actually be. It can not only be a form of expression, but it can also be a form of revolution. 
And it's amazing the power that it can have in our society. We look forward to seeing you next week and speaking to you. We got a great topic next week. We're going to be talking about Contel Pro, which is part of governmental systems that are used to squash dissent between people. So again, it's going to be quite intense, but hopefully this week a lighter tone, uh, just a little bit. And <laughs> next week we'll get back onto our controversial topics. Uh, as always, my name is Ellie Lake, and I'm sitting here with Jordan Brown and Corey Yo. Bearclaw. Um, see you next week. Peace. Bye-bye.